Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. We're doing an impromptu uh, intro here, and I and then when I go, I'm like, and by impromptu you mean we're riding in a car together, and two seconds ago. <laughs> and Mike, here's the funny thing: I'm recording this right now, so now the Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners are listening to you talk about how I sprung an intro on you as we're sitting around the table with Brian Rocha, executive director of One Life Fully Lived, and Jeremy Brother James Rizik, the musical messenger. So, Jer. This is the impromptu intro to your episode, buddy. Anything you want to say? I hope you enjoy the episode. He hopes you enjoy the episode. You heard it here from him first, folks. Hey, I just want to share this. This is a conversation Jerry and I had a few weeks ago. And one of the things that we were just talking about sitting around the table was to think about the power of the music that we listen to. And think about your three favorite songs. Think about what do you listen to when you drive to work, when you commute? when you have a chance to listen to something? And what are the lyrics in those songs that you listen to? And have you ever stopped and asked, what am I conditioning myself to think, to feel, to believe, to take action on? Because one of the things I've learned from Jer is that whether or not we realize it, the environment that we create through the music that we listen to is shaping us at every moment, even down to a cellular level. So I want you to think about that and I want you to enjoy this uh, conversation that Jared and I had a few weeks back. Oh, and one more thing. We talk about it near the end of the episode, but at the moment that we are sitting here at this table, we are four days into Brother James's crowdfunding campaign. And I'm really excited to tell you that in the first four days, over $50,000 have been raised. Jared, my understanding is last night here in Steamboat Springs, late at night, you uh, maybe talked a couple other guys into supporting the crowdfunding campaign. By the end of the day, we'll be over 60 grand and that 60 grand is supporting an album of music that is going to be empowering, uplifting, and meaningful for people to listen to, uh, especially people who are looking to achieve big goals in their lives. Uh, we know what we focus on expands, and all the contributions to the album are helping to create music to help people to focus on the things that are going to empower them to uh, hit their goals and create amazing lives. So super stoked. Hopefully we'll get over 100 grand by the end of this event. Awesome. Hey, enjoy the episode, everybody, if you're a Brother James fan. Please go to the Kickstarter campaign. Just watch the video, see what he's up to. And uh, whether or not you support, just by listening to this, you're supporting the idea of the power of music. You got one more thing, Jeff? Yeah, one more thing. When you go to the Kickstarter campaign, you go What's to the website. It's kickstarter.com. And we'll put the link in the comments um, if you're listening to this on your computer. It's kickstarter.com. And you search for Brother James. That's B-R-O-T-H-A, James. And it'll be the first musical project that comes up. Click on that. It's also hit the Kickstarter, My Favorites. So it has been launched into the stratosphere of Kickstarter uh, projects. So, awesome. Yeah. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Take care. Welcome, everybody, to this Achieve Your Goals podcast episode. Hey, I am here with my brother, Brother James, one of my dearest friends. Jerry, I was thinking about this a few minutes ago. I, 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 you might be the person I have spent the most time with this year. I mean, it's a close tie between you and a few of my kids. And, um, and I was thinking, I was reflecting on this as I was walking over here. 
I thought, wow, okay, what does that mean? You know, is that bad? Is that good? It doesn't mean anything. It just means we spent a lot of time together. Actually, it's all yeah. been beautiful. It's all been really beautiful. And so we've created so many memories. I feel like you and I have lived like three lifetimes of friendship just in the past couple of years. And, yeah. and we have you know a lot of people to thank for connecting us and creating opportunities where you and I get to work together. But it's been awesome, man, just to be along for the ride and to get to be in so many magical places with you around the world. It doesn't end. You and I are going to be in Steamboat Springs, Colorado in like two weeks, right? Yep. So we'll talk about that today, maybe. And we're, hey, and we're just getting started. We're just getting started. We're just we're getting, getting started. Right. You're right. The best is always ahead of us. We don't know what it's going to look like, but it's ahead of us. Jer, what are you doing in your life these days, buddy? What are you doing? You're a musical messenger. I'm not the best person to ask, what are you doing? Because I'm so close to it that I have like one frame of reference. But I, I'd love to hear your perspective. How do you answer that question? What are you up to these days? What matters to you? What's important? What would you like to talk about on today's episode? Mm. That was like three questions. Yeah, you really get to pick. You get to pick. <laughs> I need to pick which one I want. Well, yeah. well, how do I answer people? I do say I'm a musical messenger and they'll say, what does that mean? I'll say, well, I'm a musician. I'm a facilitator and I do a little bit of speaking and I use uplifting and inspirational music to lift up audiences at the individual level and also at the system level. So that's how I explain it to people if they continue to ask, but usually to say, Hey, I'm a musical messenger. And uh, what's most important to me right now, family is really important. Uh, right after the holidays, I'm actually in my aunt's house right now, coming down here to Austin, Texas from spending three or four days in Northern Michigan with my awesome girlfriend and her son and her parents and brother and his little guy. So Christmas was amazing. And it just, the family connection was so great. And now I'm down here with my family and it's just, a, you know, I walk in last night at poetry party. And the first thing I do is play a song called slow down to kind of kick this poetry party off. And nice. so I'm just around a lot of family and a lot of great friends. So that's really important to me taking good care of myself with yoga and my diet and making sure I have optimal energy and just um, that I'm excited about life is really important to me. And continuing to grow is really important to me. Thanks so much for recommending this book, Presence. It is uh, a game-changing book and really, it's, uh, you can, I can see how I can integrate it on all levels, mm. um, you know, in my work, in my personal life, in my relationship, everything. So we, by the way, yeah. we we could do like a 12 hour episode, just you and Dude. I talking about that book. Yeah. I'm only halfway through it. We could at least do 12 hours. <laughs> and for those of you that are listening through the auditory method and you're not watching on the live stream, the book, it's presence by Otto Sharmer and Peter Senge. I'm pretty sure there's like a hundred books with the name presence, but it's the coolest one out there. Yeah, but listen to this subtitle. Oh, yeah. Subtitle hit it. Subtitle human purpose and the field of the future. Hmm. That's presence, deep. human purpose and the field of the future. And what's interesting is the cover of the book is a little drop of water falling into a calm kind of pool of water, creating the ripple. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being present is what creates the ripple because we get to see what the opportunities are. You already know, I, I have that book with me all the time in my briefcase. I've been holding that book for, I don't know how many years now. And I only just noticed it right now when you held that up. Can you hold it up in front of the screen? Yeah. I only just noticed right now that there's also a very interesting visual metaphor 
and I, I could very well be reading into this and the authors had no intention of this. But if you see what they did with the design of the cover, you see how they rounded out the top. It almost looks like that pool of water. It looks very similar to how you would see the earth. Yes. If that makes sense. For sure. I've never seen it that way. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, that's really awesome. When I'm looking <laughs> at it like this, it really is very clear. Yeah. 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 It, it's something. So growing, you know, we got, I, I love this. Uh, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, continue to grow yourself in your, in your intellectual category and in your physical category, spiritual and emotional. And uh, we consistently grow ourselves in those areas. And we, we experience more fulfillment and more presence in our lives and deeper meaning. I want to kind of unpack some of the things you've just shared. Oh, and thank you. Yeah, let's get to a song. Let's do a song. Let's just, let's hey, do a song. we'll take requests. If you're watching on the live stream, we'll take requests. Uh, but for now, Jer, oh, and hey, full disclosure. You know, Matt Duncan called me out earlier. He said, I love the lag between Jer and John trying to sing along over this live stream. Uh, you're actually right on. I know. I got to sing the lyrics exactly you like gotta that. You got to sing the lyrics just like you do like on the album. Yep. Because that's the only way I memorize it. Right, I'll, do this, I'll do this one like that. All right. All right. And I am going to be more aware of doing that. Do it every Oh, well, we're moving through the universe. Contagious is our energy. The decades of the things we do. Embrace and do it as we do. Agree to find a wolf of peace. I make friends with our enemies. We're living in the mystery. We're the cure for the evil still there, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Jared, tell everybody a little bit about this song. What is it? So this mean? song, this song is called not my mind yeah. and it's about not always paying attention to the voices that are in our head that are just running rampant all the time. And because sometimes those voices might not serve us. And maybe those voices come from past experiences, conditioning a whole lot of stuff all bottled up that kind of makes that voice trigger. So not my mind might be like, like there's a line in here. It's that's um, moving through the universe. Contagious is our energy. The decades of the things I've learned, embracing who it is. I be agree to fight a war for peace. Agree to fight a war for peace. And make friends with my enemies. Living in a Mr. Buddha, they can write my eulogy. So agree to fight a war for peace. Make friends with my enemies. Living in a mystery, they could write my eulogy. Hmm. Meaning that like our enemies could actually end up being our best friends if wow. we put away the voice inside of our head that is telling us that we don't like someone. But if we open up our curiosity and allow other voices to come in, we might find that that person is the very person that we want to have right next to us for the rest of our lives. And so the song is about, you know, you can take that in everywhere else. You know, when we, as entrepreneurs, we go into new opportunities and new um, ventures and in those adventures, we might only see the risk and not see the reward. And our mind's telling us, oh, be fearful, think scarcity, you know, play it safe, that maybe you're not good enough. But on the other side of that is a voice that is saying, you got this, you got what it takes, you're brave, you're curious, you're persistent, you're disciplined. And, and the only thing 
that kind of differentiates is like um, is questions. So like in the in this part, it's like choice is mine, choice is yours. Open up, break down the doors. Voice inside, I'm telling lies. I've had enough. Now I decide. I decide is like I decide to take control of asking myself the questions to um, focus on the things that are working for me versus not for me. And then the second verse is, it's time to turn off the TV. No more negativity. It's time to tune in onto a new frequency. Say goodbye to news. Be giving us the blues. Turn your dial to the one that we can use. Helping you and me to feel amazing. Come on, I feel the way that we wanna be. Come on, a Johnny B. Jamming the drums with me. I like the freestyle on the AYG podcast. Yo, it's time to just be the best version of myself. Thank you, Hal Elrod. Come on. We'll get it right down Singing The choice is mine And the choice is yours We'll open up Break down the doors the voice inside Might be telling lies Had I know I'm coming I'm a lot of time I'm not my mind Now we decide the music is what we love Helping you and me to rise above The fear that we be facing in the world that is racing And the music is our keys to the cuffs Listen to the music cause your melody is soothing And the thing within you is proving when you're feeling your good vibes Nothing to be losing, come on, I'm a sitting Contribute to the moment of love in this Jared, that's beautiful, buddy. I love it, man. I even threw in a little bit of a freestyle. I was feeling like halfway through that verse, I was feeling like just doing a freestyle because you were jamming on the microphone. And So imagine for a sec, Jared, if one of our listeners is hearing you for the very first time and they're like, hey, I kind of like that, right? Yeah. And um, what I enjoy is that you take what you do, and I'm going to use this word carefully, very seriously. And really what I mean by that is you consider it to be a tremendous responsibility the importance of the words that we use. And you can hear that in your music. And um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, buddy. What do you think about when you're thinking about how are these words going to affect others? And what's that journey been like for you of writing these songs? Because you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what you're thinking. Actually, you tell me. I'm just guessing that you're thinking something like, I'm going to write a song that's going to have a positive impact. So what goes on for you or what has gone on for you in that journey to find the words that are ultimately going to lift up others through your music? Yeah, oh, I love that question. Uh, and you'll appreciate this. And for our listeners, this might be the first time you're going to hear a couple of these names. But what I think is there's a number one, I think I've got to write this song in a way that I'm going to enjoy playing it for a long time. Mm. That's kind of one of my number one things because I know Interesting. that- like, I'm going to be playing the song for a long time. And the thing that people will resonate with most is 
that will come through on the recording and it especially comes through in the live when you see me live is I love the songs I'm playing. Hmm. And that's a big part of people feeling the energy of Brother James, of myself. So that's one of the things I consider. And none of these are in exact order. It's just what I consider. So that's a consideration. The next consideration is how do I write the song in a way, you use the word positive, but we both know from Marty Seligman's work that not everyone is necessarily going to be like a happy or positive person, mm-hmm. but then everyone is wired for well-being. Mm-hmm. So I use PERMA as kind of a guide in regards to the way I write a song. So positive emotions, there are going to be some positive emotions in the song. I want to mm-hmm. put some engagement. So like some things that people might be able to do or might be able to see in their own lives and how they might be able to engage with the message of the song. So um, relationships. So I have songs about relationships. So I'm thinking about how do I create a stronger relationship with the listener by creating a stronger relationship with myself through this music um, and also empower the person to have stronger relationships with others. And then uh, per ma meaning. So giving them meaning. So I try and make the songs about something that is meaningful, conscious, um, that is very real, both in the way that we are as humans interact with the world and then the last one achievement for perma and i try and find ways that within the songs there's resolution so mm-hmm. it's a combination of kind of all of that that's happening which is this storytelling but knowing that that's kind of a formula because one of the goals in the music is to help people feel more well-being um, more positive emotions more meaning more deeper relationships more fulfillment more achievement uh, more engagement and the words themselves are the things that create, like the music is the canvas. It's got, there's a whole energy behind the music and the chords. So I'm thinking of what chords are going to make this song, you know, the chords and kind of the meaning of the song have got to fit together. And the meaning is usually in the chorus. So like with Grateful. And what am I grateful for? So right there, what am I grateful for? So I'm embedding a question, right? There's no chance that someone says, what am I grateful for while they're singing that? Maybe there's a small chance, but most people with the way the music is structured, major chords, with a little minor, like a serious tone, back to a major chord. When you combine that question, those words with that music, Mm. There's really only one way that the brain is going to come up with the answer. And it's going to be seeing little things that people are grateful for. And we know through the countless amounts of studies that when people do that, Mm -hmm. when they feel gratitude or see something that they're grateful for, it puts them in a state. It opens up their radar to see more of it. And it allows them to appreciate more of what they already have. So that song is an example of, I wrote it with the idea of, a person falling into gratitude. And mm-hmm. that was the main reason for the song. So that's kind of a, the idea of, and why I, why I care so much is that if we reverse that, why I care so much and have, so it might sound simple that I do like that. That's a simple, pretty simple formula if I continue to write music that way. But the real reason I write music that way is because so much music is on the other side of that spectrum where there's mm-hmm. powerful chords and powerful sounds mm-hmm. with words that do the exact opposite. They take you into a different mind state. And it's most of music, unfortunately. It's like music is one of the most powerful tools in the world. 
based on the research behind music and the power of our words, our words internally and externally. Yeah. And yet most of the music out there would fail horribly in the way that it empowers us as a species, as a system. If we are the system, we are the individual system is not empowered by breakups and drug songs and hardship and all those things. They might be real, but so anyways, that I, I take a great responsibility in writing about things that are um, meaningful and moving forward and being grateful and optimistic for the future verse. Here's a fun line of questioning and a little game to play. I'm just going to name some of your different songs. Yep. And if you want, you could play like a line from the song. Cool. This is awesome. But that's it. All right. <laughs> okay, a cool. line, but like a line. It could be the chorus. It could be a verse. It could be a bridge. It could be, I don't know what other elements there are of a song. The intro, the ending, whatever you want. Right. But so I'm going to give you a name of the song. You play a line from the song and then tell us in like a sentence or less, what is the essence or the meaning of that song? How's that? Yep. Sound, right. Great. So you mentioned earlier, slow down. So let's hear a little bitty from Slow Down and then tell us what that song's about. It's time to slow down and give myself a little love right now. It's time to slow down and give myself a little love right now. So it's time to slow down and give myself a little love right now. If we don't slow down and we don't recognize all the great things that we've done and all the talents and strengths that we've already brought to make all those great things possible, it's hard to feel the love for ourselves. Mm. And so that song is about slowing down and recognizing that we don't need to keep up with the Joneses and we don't need to get anywhere and we don't need any more successes to give ourselves love right now. And that by giving ourselves love right now, we actually move faster towards those visions for the future. I love that. And I just want to acknowledge as someone who's been around as a friend of yours since before that song was around. What's been really cool is to see that song and how so many of the audiences that you and I get to be together with are groups of entrepreneurs. And it's amazing how much that idea of slowing down resonates with a group of people yeah. who are often thinking, I've got to figure out how to go further and faster, right? Yep. So I think there's so much truth to the value of that idea, the way you said it. And I feel like that's what we resonate towards, right? In nature, it's called the heliotropic effect. Have you ever heard that word, Jer? Heliotropic effect? Only from you. Do you know what heliotropicism is? No, but I have a feeling you're going to tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In nature, it's the reality that things grow towards the light, right? Mm, right. And in life, we move towards those things which give us life, whether or not we realize it. So, you know, when people are gravitating towards your music or towards our businesses, that's a signal that in some way we are serving as a source of light for people to move towards, right? Mm -hmm. So there you go. little fun tidbit. All right. How about uh, Abracadabra? This is a song that you just wrote in the last year. I'll let you play a tune here and, and tell us about this song. I'm feeling good inside. I really love my life. I'm putting out these good vibes every single day. I'm like a shining ray. This just the way I play. I wanna play like a sun ray. Whenever I feel low, I grab a journal in my blue pen and I think about what it is that I'm grateful for. And how it is that I want to spend 
with these words I create. So what is abracadabra all about, buddy? It's all about the more words that we use that are working for us, the more able we are to create anything that we want in our lives. Mm. So be careful with the words that you use and be present with the words that you use. And I just want to make a distinction that it's the words that we use with others yeah, and the words that we use with ourselves internally. So I notice that I have a lot of chatter in my mind where I have to redirect the way that I'm talking to myself. You should maybe see a doctor about that. No, mm, you could either see a doctor about it or you could just become aware that it's happening. And as you become aware that it's happening, you become very patient and little by little, you start to recognize that you can start to flip it. Yeah. So you can flip the conversation in the head and make it a conversation with yourself worth having. I like that better. Yeah. <laughs> I have about nine little voices in my head. Yeah. So. And the other part about that song is, mm-hmm. so with, with these words I create, abracadabra, abracadabra, one of the meanings of it is with these words I create. So the other spot that I want to hit on with that particular song, and John, you need to tell us the exact spot people can find the study on this. Okay. But So what's the study where the dude sets up the room with the mirrors with the people who are taking the data and they find that. Sure. Marshall Lasada. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Tell us that study. Sure. So a group of mathematicians took a meeting space and they converted it into a research laboratory where they took one of the walls and they turned it into like a one way mirror kind of thing. Right. And over a number of years, they allowed teams to come into this space to hold meetings, right? So these would be teams that would be part of different organizations from different industries, for-profit, not-for-profit. The whole point is groups of people came into this, it's kind of like a boardroom, to hold meetings over a number of years. And during these meetings, they had a whole team of people on the other side of the one-way mirrors who were transcribing and recording and evaluating all of the communication that was happening. And after, I can't remember exactly, it may have been four, five, six, seven years, they went and they looked at a handful of outcomes. So the first thing they did is they said, well, let's go find these teams that were coming into this meeting room again and again meeting that we were evaluating and let's go see how they're actually performing. So they had their own way of measuring performance and they put the different teams into three different buckets. Like here's the low performing teams, moderately performing, and here's the high-performing teams. And what they found is that there were three major commonalities that were consistent with each level of performance across these teams. And I love this particular study because it has been correlated and tested in many different environments. And it's actually one of the most widely quoted studies from the whole field of positive psychology. Oh, and the reason I love it is because the implications are so profound and yet the application of the insight is actually very simple. It's really simple to figure out how to start to put this to work. So what they found is that there were three different patterns. Now, two of these are rarely talked about, but here on Achieve Your Goals, we will tell you what they are. One of those patterns that is often talked about 
is the ratio of positive to negative interactions. So they found that the low performing teams is kind of what you might guess. They had more negative interactions than positive, probably at a rate of like two to one. The moderately performing teams, the ratio of positive to negative was kind of the inverse of that. And then the high performing teams, and it depends on which study you go follow up on, but in different environments, this has proven to be true again and again and again. For a team or a group or a couple or any group of people to thrive, they have to have a ratio of positive to negative interactions. It has to be somewhere north of three to one, right? Depending on which study you look at, you'll often hear four to one or five to one. But if you really look into the research, it's you've got to be at least north of three to one. Now, Jared, there's two other insights from that research that are really interesting. One of them, the other thing that correlates with low, medium, and high-performing teams is the number of times they use the word I versus we in the meeting. In other words, how often are people in there representing their individual perspective versus representing the mission of the entire team, right? Then the third correlating insight from that research was, and this is a, a my favorite, is that there was another correlation between low, medium, and high-performing teams between how often members of those teams were advocating for ideas versus inquiring with curiosity. In other words, another way of looking at it is how much time are members of that team spending trying to influence other people of their perspective versus being open to being influenced by others. And they find that it's exactly what you might guess. The highest performing teams have a lot more curiosity versus just advocacy. So that's the research. If people want to go find that study, they could look in Barbara Fredrickson's book, Positivity. But the implications and the practical learning from that, I think are significant. Yeah. So everything you just said, even the I and the we, like there'll be a spot in several songs. So not my mind, where it's like, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, I'm not my mind. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa. So I'm using I and we in that to help people see exactly what you just said there. Several songs coming out on the new album that are going to have that same formula of I and we. And what you said about the three, you know, north of three to one, positive to negative. Yep. That is, so with these words I create from the song Abracadabra, when you think about with these words I create, literally the positive, that ratio is not just for teams and groups. That study is on the individual level, Mm -hmm. individual, relational, and societal. So again, going back to that dialogue we have with ourselves. So another thing that I think about when I write music is, what do I need? Because I'm a human being and I'm on the same journey as everyone else. And I'm writing these songs in many ways as musical kind of messages or affirmations to myself to help me to be the change that I want to see in the world to help me mm-hmm. to continue to grow and have a, a lens in which I see the world through the words I'm using. And so I write mm-hmm. the songs because I'm constantly with my guitar and singing and writing. So Abracadabra is really about pay attention to the words and use more positive words with other people and yourself and more positive, more fulfilling and meaningful things will continue to happen. And the inverse is true. If you use mm-hmm. more negative words with yourself and with people, your relationship, your friends, your business, yourself. If you use more negative words, you will feel worse more often. Hmm, hmm. Thanks for sharing this, buddy. This is really cool. 
I want to ask you one more question. Sure. And then I want to ask you about your crowdfunding campaign coming up. Awesome. Which I want to make sure everybody who's listening, like if you're listening on one and a half speed or two speed, turn it down to one speed. Because I really want you to hear about what Jer is doing and what Hal and I are going to do to support Jer with, with his crowdfunding campaign. But the last question I want to ask you before we get to that, Jer, is, you know, and this is, it starts as a compliment. And one of the things that I and many others have been able to learn just by your presence is, first of all, you're one of the most incredible listeners I've ever met. You are one of the most present people I've ever met. And I've also, as I've gotten to know you, those are things people get to see right away. As I've gotten to know you even more, I've also come to realize you are someone who is very clear on what he values. And you are constantly asking yourself, can I close the gap between what I claim to value and how I'm behaving in my life? Which I think is a fascinating question for all of us. Like the work that I do, I'm helping organizations to close that gap, but I can't help but ask myself that question. And I'm not always excited at what that gap actually means. And I think all of us are going to have a gap between who we want to be or what we say we value and every single decision we ever make. You're someone who's really clear on that. Show us the shirt that you're wearing. I, what does it say? It says runs on veggies. Runs on veggies. So that's just a great... Ex- and look at your big biceps. I can see them on the... Th- so I can't believe carrots and tomatoes and cabbage created those big biceps, Jer, for all of those out there who don't think that's possible. But actually, I'm having fun with that because that's just another example of something you really value. Can you tell me where did that come from? Did it come from your parents, from your environment that you grew up in? Was it a change later in your life? And then my follow-on question to that is, what are some of the things that you are recognizing today that you want to change to be even more in alignment with your values? Because I know that's something you're always thinking about. Any thoughts Uh, on that? Yeah, I think definitely, without a doubt, some of it comes from my parents. I have amazing parents. I have amazing parents. So I'm uh, really fortunate to have the seed from my mom and dad. And then going into the Cutco world, when I was a young chap at the age of 20 years old, I got a lot of training on being aware of what we're talking about in regards to the way that your behaviors match up with your values. And so Cutco was a big part. Um, Failure has taught me a lot. Failure has taught me a lot because when I fail, in many times when I fail, I see the misalignment Mm. between my behaviors and my values. Yeah, And so failure is a great teacher as well as the achievements and the successes because you can see how when you have great successes and the way it fills up your heart, many times your behaviors and your values were aligned. And then there's two more, the third and a fourth. The third is Tony Robbins. The Mm -hmm. work with Tony Robbins, I literally signed up for Date with Destiny and put that money down right there. And it was because of the, the pitch for Date with Destiny was around values and rules. The values we have and then the rules that we set enable us to reach the values. That's a whole different conversation, but that's a spot. And fourth is, uh, dude, being around people like you, man. Mm. Being around people like you because I could pay the same compliment to you. And in many ways, we complement each other in in those areas. And uh, it's been a great relationship. And you're someone who inspires me every single day to pay attention to those, uh, to that gap. And I thank you for that, man. I appreciate it, buddy. It means a lot. 
Tell us about your passion for eating vegetables. Mm -hmm. My passion for eating vegetables is, and it's not just, you know, vegetables are, are anything. I have a passion for eating not animals. Yeah. Where does that come from? Tell me about that. It comes from information. <laughs> it comes from information. Uh, you know, just like the study you, with Marshall Lasada. Yes. Um, the reason we use that study in our conversations is because of the research behind it and that there is data, hardcore data, and there's nothing that supports the other side. Like mm. no one's coming out going, hey, let me tell you about the study we did that's three to one negative and how the great results that, you know, teams are having or relationships are having, it just doesn't exist. Yeah. And so the same thing, when you ask me, why do I eat plants? I say, it's really not eating animal products because on the individual level and on the relational level with how we interact with the world around us, consuming animal products is a net negative for us in the way that it gives us energy. Um, it hurts us. It hurts our bodies in many different ways. You can do the research, Forks Over Knives, What the Health, Food Inc., um, the China Study. I mean, that could go on and on. There's just so yeah. much data, yeah. all the major universities. And so what the animal products do to our bodies is not great. Yeah. Um, so that's one reason. And the one that's become most important to me is that right now we're seeing our environment be torn apart. And many believe that the number one contributing factor to our environment being torn apart is the production of animal products, specifically cows. And so I want to be the seed and be the change that I see in the world um, every day. And mm -hmm. running on veggies might be the single most important thing that we can do to be the change that we want to see in the world. Because there's three things. We get to empower ourselves to have more clean, powerful focused, positive energy through the foods we eat. Number two, we really deepen our relationship with the environment around us. Mm -hmm. When we ourselves aren't contributing to the environment being torn apart, when we take a stand and say, what am I going to eat? What am I going to purchase? That's a big deal when we say we're not going to buy something because maybe we like it and we like the taste. But when we yeah. put something else ahead of us, we don't think for a second you don't get something back from, not that you have to want something back, but Something's coming from nature to help you. Mm -hmm. um, so those are two of the reasons. And thanks for asking that question, man. That's one of the spots where I have dramatically closed the gap. Yeah. And there's a documentary. You, you, uh, I was going to say forced, but I was happy to watch it with you. Yeah. Uh, you invited me to watch a documentary when you were at my house several months ago. What was the name of it? The name of the documentary is Cowspiracy. Cowspiracy, not conspiracy, cowspiracy. Yeah, cowspiracy. Yeah. And uh, just like you said, there's some really interesting evidence in there. It's pretty shocking. It's pretty it's shocking. shocking. Yeah. We could have many podcasts on that topic. So, and I know you only got a couple more minutes, and I've only yeah. got a couple more minutes. Well, when you talk about valuing where we invest, Let's finish by talking about your Kickstarter campaign, which I don't know the exact day that we air this episode, but it, hopefully it'll be right around, right before, right at the start of the campaign. But Hal and I, uh, what's your highest level? My These highest level is executive producer with a slew of other rewards, like a Private Brother James concert and uh, some other cool perks. My highest level is $10,000 and it's your name as executive does it, does producer. It come, does it come with a Brother James shirt? 
It comes with a Brother James shirt. And you also does get. It, does it account. come with a, a CD? Not that it comes I use with a CD. Yeah, okay, you get a CD. CD, and you get a download card. Could I get shirts for my kids too at yep. that level? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Hal and I are definitely in at that level. Awesome, um, man. You should Thank create you. another level. Just Thank you. I have another level on mine for you guys right now. Okay, I like that. I like that. Hey, so uh, tell us all about this Kickstarter campaign. What's your mission? What's the goal? What do people need to do if they want to experience the benefit of even more Brother James following this conversation? Yeah, Awesome, man. Well, the, the best way to experience more Brother James is to go to brotherjames.com and that's B-R-O-T-H-A james.com, brotherjames.com. And the, the crowdfunding campaign, man, the crowdfunding campaign is like a reaction to the number of people. It's also a surrender to the number of people over the last year and a half who have asked me two things. They said, when are you coming out with more music and how can I help make that happen? Mm, and yeah. those two questions, the answer to that, to those types of questions is crowdfunding. There's a great book by Peter Diamandis called Bold. And in yeah. that book, he, told, he goes all through crowdfunding. He talks about how crowdfunding is such an incredible win-win. People who are advocates or are visionaries with you and what you want to create get to literally ride shotgun with you and be mm. like, hey, here's you know, 25, 100 $10,000 to help you to reach your dreams so that you create something that I can then use that I know that I will value, yeah. that I know makes a positive impact in the world, that I know will bring some sort of uh, experience to me that I want to have. And so the crowdfunding campaign is really, like I said, it's an answer to the, the call from the audience that said, more music, how can I help? So I developed this crowdfunding campaign. The video is going to come out shortly and it's going to be an album called Abracadabra. And most likely the first song on the album will be called the title track, Abracadabra. And it's going to be 10 to 12 songs. And it's going to be songs about the words that we use. It's not my mind, slow down, warrior. Um, Lovin' is another name of a song. Another song is called Feeling It. Another song is called My Life. So many fun songs and great songs that'll just get you moving, shaking, dancing, thinking. And uh, so the crowdfunding campaign is set up to fund that album. I've brought on an incredible producer who is both highly talented and highly expensive. So <laughs> it's a combination of... As he uh, or she should be. As he is. Um, right now, he's literally in the United Kingdom touring with the band Hanson, who he says are, are those three brothers are monsters. So uh, <laughs> incredible producer, uh, incredible team doing the mixing and mastering incredible team doing artwork and design, the video, the whole thing. And so I'm asking the crowd to go to brotherjames.com and click on the homepage. There's going to be a link for the crowdfunding campaign. It'll take you directly to Kickstarter and all the incentives, whether you just want to be someone who just donates five bucks um, or you want to spend some money and get the digital download before it comes out to everybody else, or you want to get the CD. Along with this crowdfunding campaign is going to be a brand new Brother James product, which is going to be a book. It's going to be called, I don't have no idea what it's going to be called, but the, the kind of the prototype version is nice. stories about songs. So it's going to be mm. a CD, a book that talks about the songs, the making of the songs, the meaning of the songs, what I hope people get out of the songs. And then there'll be things like personal day with brother James, which is a, um, one of the incentives, private concert with brother James, a whole bunch of stuff. Really tried to create incentives that could offer at every level. I've got a whole lot of people who've been really supportive and they all operate at different economic levels. And I want them to feel good about giving, like I said, $5 or $10,000. 
And uh, so that's what the crowdfunding campaign is, is all about. It's creating more music. And one thing that I want to share about the music is that it's all kid friendly. Mm. It's not necessarily made for kids because it's really not. I don't think about making it like kid music. I think about making it about music that kids should be listening to and that adults can enjoy, but that kids could and should be listening to. And I invite you to share this music with your kids and have conversations with them around it because I think it'll be great dinner conversations, great on the way to school or on the way to practice conversations, a family vacation types of conversations and experiences that can be, can be created by the music. It's the segue, it's the glue that can help you to have an amazing experience for yourself and with your family. Yeah. Just the other day, Jer, my oldest son, Ace, he's eight. And we were going through my phone to pick music on the way to school. You know, our commute, there's enough time for half of a song. (laughs) And he he goes, he goes, uh, hey, it is one we hadn't listened to for a while. He goes, hey, I want that. Where's that song? It's the best day of my life. I'm like, oh, the front row anthem. Yeah, dude. And um, it's so cool that my kids remember your songs by certain lyrics. And it doesn't matter what the song is, the lyrics that they remember them by, sometimes it's the name of the song. Oftentimes it's some line in the song. Yeah. But what I love is that it's always positive. And that, that means the world to me, man. Jer, Hal and I are going to be, we are going to compete to be your biggest supporters. Thank and, you so much, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, dude, you've been, uh, you've been an anchor You've been an incredible influence in everything that I'm doing professionally. You've been a huge influence in the events that Hal and I put on. And this is the least we can do, man. And as much as I'd love to say, hey, we're doing it because you're our best friend, you know, that might be true. But I would argue that that's not the highest reason that we're doing it. Because if you and I weren't really friends, but I was still familiar with your music we would still be supporting it because you're creating a value in the world that none of our other friends are creating. So we're just excited to support you just because you're doing such great work. And it's a beautiful convenience that it happens to be one of our best friends. So it's awesome, man. Dude, I really appreciate it, man. Should we play a song as we fade out? Yeah, let's play a song as we fade out. That sounds great. Hey, were there any requests in the thing? Uh, Let me see. People had different comments. Matt said, I hear Abracadabra coming on. We did hit that song briefly. What would you like to play, Jer? I think what I would like to play is uh, dedicate a song to Ace and do the front row anthem. Nice. There you go. Ace, this one's for you, buddy. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, man. You bet, buddy. I just had an idea. Idea. Hit it. This one's called the Miracle Morning Song. <laughs> I'm going to dedicate it to Hal. I figured that Ace probably isn't going to be one of the listeners on the podcast. When life is not where we want it to be. When we're getting stressed out with our reality. And we're walking out the door 10 minutes too late. Driving to a job that has good and free. Well, I want to be free. I want to live in harmony. And I need a miracle. No more mediocrity. Well, I want to feel great. I want to change my fate. 
It's time to make it happen. I know what it's gonna take. This is our miracle morning. We're waking up to live our dreams. This is our miracle morning. Whoa, bring out the best in a podcast for being such amazing friends, supporters, advocates for the change that we want to see in the world, man. It's an honor to be on this journey with you. Uh, it's so awesome, buddy. Best is yet to come. Yeah, man. Journey's just getting started. Love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Peace Talk to you soon. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.